Welcome to the Ralph Moore Podcast. Gain the leadership advantage as Ralph pulls wisdom from his bag of over 50 years' experience in planting and leading multiplying churches. Our goal is to help you live as a leader you'd want to follow. You'll learn about making disciples and planting churches, but beyond that, you'll gain practical wisdom about subjects like how to manage your team, handling difficult people, pulling a congregation off a growth plateau, and even money management. Hey, welcome to the podcast. This one is a little different in that we did it with a small live audience. And so we're going to cover topics from incredible evangelism opportunities and creativity, uh, innovation that will surprise you, challenge you, and give you some really, really good ideas. And then we're going to get into... Uh, some nitty gritty because the audience asked some questions and and we spliced that into the interview. And we're going to end up with a story about how Jervy Wyndham's son, who was the troublemaker in the family, uh, has ended up a a surgeon today uh, who sees the medical community as his mission field. This is exciting. It's, It's exciting to me for several reasons. As a church planter, I'm an introvert. I have a hard time breaking into a community. Jervy does that better than anybody I know. As a, an evangelist and a neighbor in my neighborhood, the same problems are going on. But as a, a father, a grandfather, uh, a, a person who has struggled with sometimes the people I've discipled, uh, this, this man and his attitude toward uh, finding out what Jesus is doing in that person's life and just kind of um, getting alongside of him, not to help him, but to go, what are you already blessing? I want to be a part of it. You're going to really love this one. All right. Well, it's just great to be here. Um, great to be here. And I love these opportunities just to, um, you know, just share, but also, you know, hear, you know, things that other people are, are doing. It just inspires me. Um, we have had uh, quite the crazy ride here. And um, meeting you, Ralph, was a huge part of that because, um when I first met you, it was, it was, I think it was really God ordained because you gave me some permission at that time um, to kind of uh, pull away from, um, from some of the programming um, that was happening to me at that time, just through some of the things I was reading and um, perhaps some of the people that I was allowing um, to speak into my life as I was discovering what God was doing you know, here in the field, because um, we came with this huge strategic plan when we first moved here, you know, retired from the military. I was in for 24 years and um, we came to Texas City. It was a parachute drop. My wife and I, we had no family here. We didn't know anybody here, but we just knew that this is where God, you know, wanted us to be. And so um, Mm -hmm. coming here with this, this huge uh, strategic plan and, you know, um, of of what we thought uh, Resonate would look like. And then you know, less than six months, just having it just uh, absolutely uh, fall apart and nothing's working. And then, you know, getting to a point where, you know, the Lord is just um, basically reminding us, uh, even through a dream that I had, you know, reminding me that it's his church, you know, and um, it's his church. And so he's building his church. And so, um, so then we just simply begin to pray, Jesus, what are you doing and how can we join you? Mm-hmm. And we believe the answer to that was just simply sitting down and hearing people's stories and getting to know people. And um, so we stopped worrying about um, planting a church and just started becoming friends, you know, with um, people in our in our context, people in the neighborhoods around us. 
Um, even to the degree, like even what I have on today, um, I today, this morning, I went to um, to uh, one of our missional communities, which is a, a halfway house. And I always stop by Art of Coffee, which is a coffee shop in our community. So we always say that we'll wear your T-shirt. So any business that moves into our community, we're going to buy your T-shirt. We're going to come in and pray for the business owners, pray for the families. Um, we're going to, you know, basically now uh, adopt that business. We're friends of that business. And we've had so many amazing stories even come out of that where, you know, the um, the owner of, of many businesses here. I mean, we've had deep, deep, um, you know, spiritual conversations with them Um just because they know that we care for them. And it's not about trying to get them to come to resonate. It actually is about really, um, you know, joining Jesus and what he's doing, you know, in their lives and, and really uh, being present with God and being present with them in those moments with, with no hidden agendas. So when we sit down and we talk to people and we spend time with them, um, the point is, that's the point. <laughs> the point is just simply, Jesus, what are you doing and, and how can we join you, God? How can we join you in what you're doing in the life of this person? And we're willing to sit here and just wait on you until you show us um, what it is that you want us to say or do um, and, and, you know, and, and joining you in what you desire to do in the life of this person and the life of this community. And so um, that's what it's been like for us. So we have uh, uh, about 21 different missional communities um, just throughout the greater Houston area. Um, actually, uh, this weekend, um, at a ranch in Freer, Texas, um, there's another missional community there where they're doing a deer ministry. So, um, Tuto, who's the leader of that community down there, he picks up, um, hundreds of deer, hundreds of deer from different ranches all over South Texas. And on his ranch, he invites people to come, um, and be a part of a, of, of a service where, and we preach the gospel and feed everybody breakfast and then give them free deer meat as much as they could clean and they can quarter and take home with them. And so we found that out of that, there are Bible studies that begin out of that. Um, there are um, we're basically training Tuto and his wife how to actually begin to um, uh, launch missional communities on these ranches. And so um, that's conversations that we're having down there at Freer. And so we're excited. They've had, um, I think yesterday they had almost 80 people and uh, they'll have even more than that today. And uh, so that's just a weird thing. Like deer, you know, deer skinning. Yes. Tuto invites, we disciple people. We brought a, a trailer, put it out on, on the ranch there and uh, people will come down on myself or some of our other, um, uh, you know, disciple makers that we connect with and that are kind of uh, pioneers uh, like we are. Um, go down there and literally take people out and disciple them. Um, uh, they, they hunt boar and just stay overnight and just, you know, spend however many days that people have down there hunting boar and and discipling, um, you know, these 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 young men. So it's, it's just amazing just all of the incredible opportunities that um, the Lord has invited us to be a part of all around us that are things that are unique to us. I'm from New York. My wife's from New Jersey. Um, what I'm telling you right now about their skinning, trust me, that's nothing that we are familiar with at all whatsoever. <laughs> but um, but but, you know, we're willing to we're willing to just join Jesus in whatever he's doing and whatever tools um, he's using um, to get to the hearts of people. Um, we're willing to 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 join him in that. So talk to us a little bit about um, eventually I want you to talk about money. 
this is i mean we you're all about relationships but people listening a lot of people are kind of struggling we come out of the pandemic which is old old news but a lot of churches you know they haven't gotten back to where they're, they're financially sound and so everybody's scared about that and and when i when you let fear drive you you lose when you let jesus lead you you win and and a lot of us are 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 caving into fear because we're we're worried about money and you're doing all these things um basically you're operating a vast microchurch network but you're also operating Sunday all that uh so i want you to end up talking a little bit about money because i think that's a huge issue for guys and a lot of guys are scared that if i begin to move toward microchurch i'm going to i'm going to lose my financial nut uh the it's the traditional church and i think it's a both and rather than either or and I'd, I'd like to hear more about that but i i want you just to to talk about the some of the friendships you've made how you kind of go about it tell us about the office space uh tell us about the barber college and tell us two or three other stories like that in the time that we have yeah so um I do understand that tension uh, concerning, you know, funds. I mean, every church planner, I think, um, you know, intimately understands that. But, you know, I believe that when the Lord really began to open our eyes to the field, someone told me this a long time ago uh, when I was in Korea, and I never forgot it. Um, He said that all the blessings of God are in the field. And he was using the example of me being in the military because we were we were planting a church in Seoul at that time. And he was saying, when you came to the military, what did you buy? Nothing. The army gives me my uniform. The army feeds me. The army gives me everything that I need for their mission. Mm-hmm. The, the things that I have to pay for are my mission. So when I want to go on vacation or when I gonna when I want to go do something, I have to pay for that. But if I'm doing what the army wants me to do, I never have to pay for that. You know, now here's what I mean by that. It's not saying that there's no resources that are utilized. Of course there are. It's super expensive to be a soldier. Everything that you do costs money. You know, the uniform, people don't know how much uniforms cost. It's ridiculous how much uniforms cost. But anyway, my point is, is that it's where the resources come from. You know, all the blessings are got in the field. So oftentimes our eyes are not necessarily open to the field. And then that causes us to not receive the grace of the resources that are already there. An example could be um, we're driving past this church. Matter of fact, I'm here right now um, at, at Resonate where we where we gather on Sundays. And how this happened is I'm driving down the road and we see this church. It's not far from my house and the signs kind of falling down down. And we just drive past here all the time. Now, every time I see a church in my community, if there's a car, if I have time, I'm going to stop, knock on the door, and I'm going to pray for whoever's there, and I'm going to pray for that church. Like, literally, if I have time, that's what I'm doing, right? So we're passing by this church, and there was a car, finally. After all the months and months and months of us eyeing this church, we saw a car, and it was Daniel Silver. And uh, he and I, we talked and prayed for him. And the next thing I know, we became friends, um, started hanging out. He started coming to some of our missional communities. This church, his father was the pastor of this church. Um, he was pastoring, but the church was basically, um, many families just stopped 
stopped coming to the church for whatever reason. And so um, he admitted to me that he was kind of just holding down the fort, but he didn't have a true vision for where to take this church. So eventually, as we're having conversation and he's visiting our missional communities and helping me with stuff and we're becoming friends, he realized, he says, wait a minute, we have a building without necessarily a, a, a vision and you have a vision, but you don't have a building. So why don't we come together? And so now he's evangelism pastor on staff with Resonate. His brother is discipleship pastor on staff with Resonate. We, we're now um, uh, serving in this facility. Um, it's paid for. Um, so there's, I mean, it, it's, I, could, I could walk you around if we had time. But all of that came about, could we have afforded an, a facility like this? No, we couldn't have. I mean, I'm not saying God couldn't just grace us to be able to do it. But the truth is, is that, that wasn't his plan. We were in the field, and this was a blessing that was in the field. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes those blessings are monetary. There are times that we needed to—we um, were going to launch a, um, one of our, our uh, pioneers uh, had in his, his heart for a long time to start a, a drum line. Like, he wants to disciple youth, so he wants to start a drum line, and he wants to buy all brand-new drums, 16-piece, a lot of—you know, a lot of money— you know, so what are we going to do? We're going to raise the money, you know, to do that, right? Well, it just so happened that in another, another missional community, I was just telling his story. And the lady that was there, she said she got excited and she started crying. And she said, you will never believe what happened to me. She said, just this past week, the Lord blessed. She's a realtor, one of the most successful realtors actually in the state of Texas. Not kidding. And so she says to me, God blessed me with some resources this past week. And I asked him, I said, Lord, I want you to make it clear to me where you want me to place these resources. And so I was just sharing his story. Just, I don't even know. I'm just talking, right? Just in a meeting and just sharing his testimony. And it was exactly what she wanted to hear. She bought, she wrote the, wrote the check and bought the entire drum line. Brand spanking new. And so now we have um, a drum line. You know, a missional drumline, you know, it's called, it's called the movement. Hopefully you guys will see them soon. But the point that I'm making is that all of this is in the field, all the resources, the money, the, the buildings, the what, whatever it is that you need, they're in, it's in the field. Because what we're doing is we're joining Jesus in what he's doing. So, yes, do we have to talk about resources? If I had never brought up the need of this person, she probably, I mean, she probably wouldn't have wrote the check because she didn't know there was a need. Yeah. But that's part of it. Part of it is just, you know, doing ministry in a transparent way and letting people know it's really about being on mission with Jesus. It's not even about it's it's not even about money. Money's just a tool. You know, what does God want you to do with it? And she realized that that God had given her a tool that she could actually use for the kingdom. And that's what all of this is, whether we're talking about cars or buildings or money, all of it. It's just tools for the kingdom. And so um, I have so many stories like that about how the Lord just showed up just out of the blue, you know, because we just simply we pray that prayer every day. We just simply want to be on mission with God. We know that he didn't call us to build anything for him. He called us to join him in what he's doing. And so through that approach, I believe that we're experiencing just the grace of God in the field because everything that he needs is available to him and we're joining him in what he is doing. 
Talk to us a little bit about the newspaper office. Uh, talk to oh, us yeah. about um, some of your some of your, um, your 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 gatherings. You know, the barber colleges come to mind, but you know, mm-hmm. s- stimulate us and get us thinking about well, things we're not normally thinking about. Well, the barber college, for example, um, one day um, I go. To, I went to a barber college to get a haircut. Um, I don't know how many of you know, but barber colleges are cheap. Let's not say cheap. Let's say inexpensive places to get your haircut, right? Because your, your hair is getting cut by students, right? And so we went there. I, I went there, and um, and at, when I was there, my first time, the students just kept talking to me and they just wanted to talk. And so I was just sharing, just sharing with them and talking with them. And then one time I came back and the owner said, Hey, you know, for some reason, my students really love it when you come. And she said, could there be a time of week perhaps that you can come and I'll give you space in one of our classrooms so that you can, you know, talk to them. And I was like, what, what could I talk to them about? She said, well, they, they need discipleship. They need prayer. You know, they need mentorship. Oh. She was just naming things. So I was like, oh, okay, then sure, I can do that. And as a matter of fact, I'll invite some other people that I know, um, you know, to join me in that. Uh, and that was uh, that's how that whole situation kicked off with the barber colleges, because this one person, uh, this one owner, she then purchased another barber college. And so we did it not just at the barber college here, but at the one in League City. And now she's opening up a beauty school and she's invited us to join her in that as well. So out of all of that, um, you know, discipling, uh, you know, barbers, um, we found that the Lord was doing something bigger than what we could even imagine. We just thought we would, you know, kind of disciple them and, you know, they go wherever they were. Well, it became more than that, it became a, a pioneering movement because the Lord began to inspire many of these barbers. One has um, a, a a ministry called Cuts for Christ, where he basically now with the team, with his little team of uh, other barbers, they go to um, cut here um, where the homeless are located um, throughout Houston, and they minister the gospel to them. They've been baptizing homeless. They've been leading homeless to the Lord just through giving free haircuts to the homeless. Um, the gentleman that I just talked about with the um, drum line, I met him at the barber college. <laughs> so literally, that's how that happened. That's how I found out about his dream of mentoring youth and that he was a drummer. And he he always dreamed of doing that. And so, And so our very first year, and um, we prayed over almost 30 barbers and um, released them. We called them missionaries behind chairs and released them, you know, into our city. And so we um, we stay in contact with them. Uh, many of myself and, and, and some of the other um, pastors and, and pioneers, we go to those select barber shops just to check on them and be present with them and ensure that um, some of the projects, that things that they're dreaming about, that we can fan those flames and continue, you know, uh, discipleship conversations with them and make ourselves available to them. So it's been really, really amazing. So this upcoming year, we're hoping to really um, nail down a solid kind of alumni program where now those barbers that have graduated and that are doing ministry and have various uh, missions and various things that they're doing, we want them to now be able to come back to the school and begin to do the same. So that kind of in a way, I mean, we 
you we'll still be there of course we'll still be present but that kind of gives us the ability to step back a bit because these guys are already doing it yeah because otherwise you're just going to get overwhelmed you got so many things going um if you enjoyed today's podcast be sure to subscribe and check his blog at ralphmore.net